Welcome to Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. This talk show addresses strategies for thinking in today's complex aviation world. Now, here's Tweet Coleman, a former Boeing 727 and 747 pilot with Continental Airlines. She has 22 years working in the FAA and is a published author of Take Your Life Off Autopilot. Tweet received her Doctorate of Aerospace Aviation Education and is currently teaching aviation-related courses and is today's host. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Tweet Coleman, and I'm one of the hosts for the Florida Aviation Network. We're live and in the clear this afternoon, and we're at Central Florida Aerospace Academy at the Aerospace Center for Excellence at the Sun and Fun Complex in beautiful Lakeland, Florida. It's a special year. It's the 49th year of having the air show, so it's very, very special. And uh, Brandon, I was saying uh, earlier, it'd be fun to talk to somebody that's been here since day one. So if anybody is in that situation, be sure to let us know because we'd love to interview you next year and how, how it's progressed through the years. But this afternoon, we have uh, Brandon Gardner with us. Hi, Brandon. Hello. Nice to meet you. And Brandon has a very special um, special business, I would say, because he gets to fly to the islands, and he's going to tell us a lot about flying to uh, specifically um, to the Bahamas, mm -hmm. right? And um, that'll be fun to hear. But before we start, how did you get into aviation, Brandon? So I was 12 years old. Um, I was in the Cub Scouts at the time, and my Cub Scout pack had a event with the Young Eagles at the airport. Okay. And uh, I got to ride in the front, and my friends got to ride in the back, and mm -hmm. I got back from that and said, Mom, Dad, I, I want to be a pilot, and it kind of never went away. That's it, huh? That was it. <laughs> so I got the bug. Where, where was this? Where did you? That was at the Stewart Airport at Witham Field. Okay. It was a Mooney 201. Oh, and a Mooney, too. Yeah. How did you wiggle your way up to the front seat? Uh, I think I raised my hand before all the other kids, <laughs> and I thought it was so cool. I remember seeing all the steam gauges in the panel, and I, I couldn't see over the dash, and it didn't right. matter, and... That was it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> did the um, pilot let you uh, handle the controls? The he did. He did? He did, yeah. I, I, looking back now, I realized we probably mm -hmm. went around the pattern a couple times. Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, ever since that moment, I couldn't let it go. Wow. How did you so. feel? How oh, well, you know, as a kid, it's exciting enough just to even be at the airport. Right. And, you know, when somebody invites you into his or her airplane, it, it kind of takes you to a whole nother level. And right. I just remember being super excited and wanted to go back and thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Wow. Wow. Now, were your parents there watching you? Uh, they were. They were. They were. Yeah. Very nervous, as uh -huh, any mom uh -huh. and dad would be. But. Uh -huh. Okay. Did you fly over water? Because Stewart's kind of on the coast there, did you? Yeah, so the Stewart Airport sits pretty much right on the intercoastal. Yeah. So in the pattern, you're inevitably over the water anyway. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, any farther than that, you know, not at that time. Mm -hmm. So your parents weren't as excited as you, <laughs> let us say, huh? Well, you know, my, like any mother, mine is very protective. Uh -huh. And uh, they kind of thought I was nuts. Uh -huh. um, but it was one of those things that as I got older, I couldn't let go. Mm -hmm. um, I remember wanting to dress up as a pilot oh, wow. for Halloween, oh, wow. you know, uh -huh. and um, when I was finally old enough to actually pursue a certificate, uh, was kind of when the market crashed. I think it was oh. back in 08 and 09, so, oh, yeah. you know, we could never really afford to send me to flight school, so I kind of had to put that on the back burner, and 
grew up as a normal kid, went to high school, went to college, majored in business, mm -hmm. um, and then kind of went down the path of entrepreneurship. Um, and my first stint with entrepreneurship was a detailing company oh, okay. that, by the mm -hmm. time I sold, uh, ended up detailing airplanes. Oh, so right. I kind of got a little bit of exposure into aviation mm -hmm. and you know got to be around more planes and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then sold that, ended up buying a couple of food trucks, ran those for a couple years in the Orlando area where I'm from, um, and finally sold those and was able to go to flight school and do that full time without a job and hit the ground running ever since. Wow. Well, where yeah. did you go to flight school? So I went to a school at Orlando Executive Airport. Mm -hmm. um, it, it took me one year, eight months, and three days to go from never having flown an airplane to getting my flight instructor certificate. And that flight school hired me um, mm -hmm. after I was finished, and I worked for them for a couple of years and decided that I really missed being in business for myself. That's kind of a hard thing to, mm -hmm. to be involved in and go mm -hmm. back and work for other people. Um, so I decided that I was going to go off and uh, start doing some uh, advanced flight training on my own, and I ended up buying a real nice G1000 Cessna 182. Oh, wow. And uh, we started offering uh, solely advanced flight instruction. Um, so everything from instrument all the way through ATP, multi-engine. Mm -hmm. um, but I really wanted to focus on a specialty. Mm -hmm. uh, and during my time at this flight school, I uh, did a couple of Bahamas trips with mm -hmm. some of my students. Uh -huh. And I had such an enjoyment for that. I'm originally from Jupiter, Florida, which is right oh, on the yeah. coast. Right. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't uncommon for uh -huh. my classmates to take a boat over on a Saturday and go fishing and uh -huh. then, you know, come back home from West End. And you know, see, being over the water and seeing what I grew up with all over again mm -hmm. uh, really hit home for me. And I decided I really wanted to focus on that when when I, I had my aviation business. Wow. Uh, so we did. Wow, that's great. So you went from zero to your commercial, one year and one, how long? It was one year, eight months, and three days. <laughs> one year, I wasn't eight counting. months, and three days. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's pretty, you must have done that full time then. Well, I did, uh -huh. I did. I was fortunate enough to quit my job and just pursue, mm -hmm. uh, it was all part 61, but uh -huh. flying full time. Uh -huh. um, and I really just wanted to immerse myself in it and, uh -huh. you know, get it done. Would you recommend that being a track if somebody is interested in flying, if, if they could get a loan or get, have money to do it straight away like you did? Or? Well, you know, it's that's a very subjective question today. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's no better time to be a pilot right now. And, mm -hmm. you know, how you choose to do that, you know, is up to you. But what I always tell people, you know, my piece of advice when I get, get clients that come to me is be smart about it. You know, there's always going to be a time and place for aviation. Pay cash if you can pay cash and fly as much as you can. Um, and really, you know, don't give up on a, on a, a, a really nice career just for the dream of flying. Mm -hmm. Do it at a good pace to where it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went the part 61 route. That's what worked for me. You know, I, um, I had a family, you know, my wife and kid, so oh, I, I couldn't mm -hmm. really go, you know, I didn't really want to go back mm -hmm. to college, the 141 mm -hmm. route. Mm -hmm. Um, and for some people that, that works great. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. as long as you're doing it, mm -hmm. good. Could you just uh, talk a little bit of difference uh, between Part 61 and Part 141? Sure. Mm -hmm. So Part 141 has a little bit of uh, structure from the FAA, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. an FAA-approved training syllabus and whatnot, and uh, it's a little bit more of a, a collegiate-style pace mm -hmm. uh, to where it is a, a full-time commitment. 
Uh, whereas Part 61 is a little bit more laid back. That's where you're going to find your, you know, your local flight school, your independent flight instructor, uh, you know, uh, aircraft owner and instructor combinations. Mm-hmm. Um, the great thing about Part 61, what I really loved, is mm-hmm. that it allows you to go at your own pace as a student. Okay. So for me, when I learned how to fly, I really struggled with landings. And it wasn't one of those scenarios where I had to pass a, a stage check on landings mm-hmm. before I could move on to anything else. It was, okay, you know, we'll continue to work on it as we move on to other things. And for mm-hmm. me, that really worked out well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I prefer the Part 61 route. That's why I decided to pursue flight instructing under Part 61. Okay. Um, just because, you know, it's a little bit easier to integrate into normal life and mm-hmm. work and school and family and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't it great that we have options? It's wonderful. You know, it's that wonderful. you can go Part 61 or Part yes. 141 there or There really is an opportunity for everybody. Right. You piqued an interest in me. So how did you get those smooth landings down? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I had a ver- brand new instructor uh, mm-hmm. at the first time. At, uh, at the time, I was his first student. Oh, okay. Um, and he was wonderful. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been years, and we're best friends to this day. Um, but he was afraid to ask for help. Uh, okay. He didn't want he didn't want the boss to think he wasn't doing his job, mm-hmm. and so he kind of held on to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually, you know, I realized that I wasn't progressing like everybody else, and mm-hmm. I. I went to the chief and I said, hey, you know, nothing against my instructor. He's wonderful. He's great. But I think he's kind of run out of ways to teach me on this. Uh Can you maybe fly with me? And he Mm -hmm. said, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And one flight ended up being a trim issue, you know, where my eyes were. And that was it. And everything clicked and, you know, smooth sailing from Mm -hmm. there. But Mm -hmm. the great thing is that I was able to progress through my Mm -hmm. cross country and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was still really working on the landings before my check ride. And it Uh it, it didn't hold me up. It Uh didn't hold me back. Uh Another way may have. For held, sure. Held you up. No. You know, kudos to you for, you know, going to your chief uh, pilot and asking for somebody else or specifically him. Yeah. yeah. Well, fortunately, you know, that was kind of the environment back then that That's was great. conveyed. And yeah. it was a real small, you know, family-like mm-hmm. atmosphere. And mm-hmm. uh, I, with their open door policy, I, I felt like I could do that. And, you know, my instructor was glad I did. And, mm-hmm. and he knew from that point, mm-hmm. hey, I can go get some help. You know, we don't mm-hmm. know everything as right. new instructors. And I know I certainly didn't when I started teaching. Right, 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 right. And as they say, that last three inches is the most <laughs> important thing of the flight, right? Oh, I mean, well, you know, all I had going through my head was I'm bringing this quarter million dollar piece of metal mm-hmm. within inches from the ground and mm-hmm. I'm trying not to mess it up. Right. So. Right, right. Yeah. So really got in my head. <laughs> reframing a little bit helped. Huh? Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about flying over water. You uh, learn to fly young eagles or close mm-hmm. to the water. You live close to the water in mm-hmm. Jupiter. Do you, do you think that water theme continued or? Well, sure. I guess, yeah, we could say that, you know, water is very intimidating for a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially to fly over. Um, mm-hmm. The great thing about the Bahamas is that it's only 55 miles off of Florida's east coast. Mm-hmm. And once you hit your first island, there's over 700 islands and keys that you're going to fly all the way down to Turks and Caicos. Okay. So there's always, you know, a, a suitable, safe mm-hmm. option. And, you know, as part of my training course, you know, I, I teach that. I point out some things that people may not realize. You know, in the event of an emergency, we're prepared, just like we are for everything else. We have our survival equipment. We have our life jackets. Mm-hmm. We have our EPIRB devices. You know, but there's other things that are available to us. We have boats we can land next to. Mm-hmm. We have beaches we can mm-hmm. land next to. Mm-hmm. And it really takes a lot of the fear out. And that's really that's what I try point. to push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, when you fly over water, do you have to have extra flotation gear on the airplane? or The only thing you're required to have are life jackets. Okay. That's a, a Bahamian regulation. Obviously, unless you're flying for hire in the United States, that would pose some, some, uh, some additional regulations. But 
under Part 91, as long as you're not operating for hire, you you, you don't need anything. Okay. So okay. Uh, life jackets and then a life raft, obviously, is always recommended. One of those, better to have mm-hmm. it and not need it than mm-hmm. need it and not have it uh, mm-hmm. type of situations. And mm-hmm. uh, we fly with additional safety equipment as well, some mm. you know, personal locator beacons and signaling devices ELTs and things like that. and all that, yeah. Sure. Do you have to have the jackets on or they have to be in the airplane? No, they just have to be in the airplane. Okay. But uh, it's mm-hmm. very smart to wear those uh, inflatable mm-hmm. life jackets that you can buy at any of your big box retailers where mm-hmm. you can just pull a rip cord if you need it. And mm-hmm. They fit real nice under your seatbelts. A lot of pilots oh, do that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So whenever customers come to you, is it is it sometime a sales job talking about flying over water or how, how do people take to that? Um, usually when people see me, it's more of a bucket list item. So uh-huh, they've, they've uh-huh. always wanted to do that or maybe they visited at a prior point in life on a cruise ship or by boat. Uh, and now they're in aviation, so it's time to fly over there. Uh-huh. So the excitement usually outweighs the the fear or the uncertainty, but it, it most most always comes up. And uh-huh. you know what I tell people is the airplane doesn't know it's over water <laughs> and it's not more prone to failure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that was my line whenever I was flying. Mm-hmm. I would tell uh, my customers the airplane doesn't know if it's a male or a female right. flying, so relax. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you use that for over water all as the well. time. <laughs> oh, tell us what is a typical flight to fly to the Bahamas? What time do people arrive and? How, what is your altitude? And so we offer a lot of um, a lot of day trip flying. So a big part of our business is teaching pilots one on one how to fly from Florida to the Bahamas, okay, uh, or anywhere for that matter. Um, but all depending on which island you want to go to, you know, it's as close as a thirty eight minute flight for me and my one eighty two from Fort Pierce to Freeport, mm-hmm. um, and it could be up to up to two and a half hours depending on uh, which out island we're going to. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, how many? outer islands can you land at? Um, there are 16 major islands, oh, really? uh, but there are a ton of, of small, sometimes private or restricted airports uh-huh. that's very easy to land at even with permission. Oh, really? Uh, so we just hosted a trip. We were out in Freeport in the Exumas for a couple of days, and uh, a couple of pilots stopped at a few little smaller strips on the way back oh, before we came back uh-huh. to the U.S. Uh-huh. and just uh-huh. kind of explored what else was out there. Well, these strips, are they um, paved? So most of the runways are paved. Okay. Um, there are some that are not. There are uh-huh. some that are gravel or mm-hmm. in a little bit uh, worse shape than your mm-hmm. traditional U.S. runway. Mm-hmm. Um, but Freeport, Nassau, Exuma, most of your major islands, mm-hmm. uh, they're as good a runways as you're going to find in the mm-hmm. United States. Mm-hmm. And can you land at night? Do they have lights? You can't fly VFR at night over there, nor okay. would you want to. Okay. Um, I don't recommend it for, mm-hmm. for VFR or IFR only because it really is like a black hole. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the airports don't have permanently installed lighting. Okay. Okay, good, good. And um, do you offer checkouts to uh, certified pilots so they mm-hmm. can? We sure do. Uh-huh. So as long as you go through a training course with me, okay. uh, which does include a dual flight with one of my, either myself or one of my advanced flight instructors, mm-hmm. uh, and we show you firsthand how to do paperwork and customs right. and immigration right. and pretty much everything you need to know, mm-hmm. uh, then you get the privilege of renting our airplane and flying over there on your own. Okay. Do you have to have a sign-off or... Or do you just do that because of your company? Or Well, you know, when you're dealing with some extra government agencies like uh-huh. Border Patrol and things right. like that, you know, there's some really important policies and procedures that you want to have your I's dotted and your T's crossed. Okay. So, you know, with them coming with me first, uh, I ensure that they're not going to run into any trouble. But it's certainly not a requirement. I mean, you oh, could okay. hop into your airplane today mm. and fly over and, you know, mm-hmm. do your homework on it. But mm-hmm. uh, that's why we really kind of built our business around the training side is, 
-hmm. You know, I want to make it known that there is a service that will teach you how to do this Mm one-on-one. And uh, so that way that you have the confidence to go home and bring your family back in your own airplane. Right. Well, it certainly sounds it would be advisable or recommended to have a checkout uh, for that. Yeah. What an interesting niche that you have, as they say. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm from Orlando. It's 45 minutes away from Lakeland. Uh And, you know, the best part about the Bahamas flying is that my airplane can be in Freeport before I can be in Key West. Okay. So, you know, here I'm presenting the opportunity to go do something in another country for the day versus going to somewhere that we always fly to. Oh, I was going to ask you, do you have to have a passport? You do. Oh, you do. So flying to the Bahamas uh, in today's age, you know, back in the day, uh, Mm -hmm. you only needed a driver's license. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's the same as going to any other country, Europe, South America. You're leaving the United States and you're returning to the United States. Mm -hmm. So you do need a passport. Mm -hmm. So who are your customers? So we work with a lot of people uh, who own their own airplane and just want additional training. But Uh we also specialize uh, just in advanced training, uh, a lot of business professionals. Uh, a lot of folks later in life that, you know, have flying as kind of a bucket list item. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I started the business, I noticed that pretty much everybody offered private pilot training. And, you know, in, in the central Florida market, mm-hmm. uh, they're kind of a dime a dozen. Right. Um, right. And I, I really wanted to do something that set us apart. So, you know, our number one foundation is professionalism and safety. Mm-hmm. And we really cater towards people that want to do it right and learn the right way versus people who want to learn the quickest and the cheapest way. Okay, great, great. I understand that you also own a Duchess. We don't own that. We lease a Duchess. You, you lease a Duchess. Yeah, for multi-engine training. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, I was just going to say mm-hmm. what for, for multi-engine training. Yeah, okay. so multi-engine and multi-engine instructor training. Uh-huh. Um, so with the pilot shortage right now, do you find that your business is even busier? Or? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's no secret that the airlines are paying a significant amount of money right now, and um, that's been sucking a lot of people up through the charter funnels and whatnot, and that's creating a demand down at the very basic levels. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I'm seeing the most in my business is a lot of people who got their pilot certificate 15, 20 years ago, and now they're ready for something new, so they're Uh coming back. Uh And, you know, they'll come to me and, hey, I want to get current again. You know, it's time for the instrument rating. Take me all the way through, and you know, let me go have a shot at, at the airline life for the next 15, 20 mm-hmm. years. And you can make a great career out of the airlines in a mm-hmm. 15, 20 year span. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be 25 years old. Right. Anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Brendan, are you a little bit interested in going to the airlines, seeing that they need people? And um, I, I can tell you they have my attention. Uh-huh. Uh, but really, you know, where the, the general aviation side uh, stands is, is I love the work and, and family balance. I've got a little mm. five-year-old girl. Oh, and, cute. Uh, mm-hmm. I love being home every night. And, yeah. you know, the great thing about being in flight training and, and uh, doing these cool experiences and yeah. staying local, you know, it allows me to go do what I love, mm-hmm. but I can be home for dinner every night. Yeah. And if I want to go away, I can go away. Yeah, you that, know? That, that kind of trumps but, uh, an airline sometimes, a, doesn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it's a very special, special uh-huh. thing. And, well, we need more people like yourself that are interested in flight instruction and making it a career. Because mm-hmm. as we know, usually it's a stepping stone, right? Mm-hmm. So to have mm-hmm. somebody dedicated as you are as a yeah. career is, mm-hmm. is really great. You know, a lot of people view flight instru- instructing exactly as you said mm-hmm. as a stepping stone to a better life. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'll be the first one to tell you this is not what it was even 10, 20 years ago. I mean, you can make a wonderful living flight instructing. You can make a great career, you know, as long as you play by the rules and and put safety first and do right by your clients. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a wonderful job 
good. wonderful job. Good, good, good. Yeah, that's what we're all about here mm -hmm. at uh, Florida Aviation Network, safety mm -hmm. first. So thanks mm -hmm. for bringing that up. We have a, a, a couple of minutes. What would you like to tell our viewers at home? So uh, for anybody that's maybe wanted to fly to the Bahamas before, uh, just go do it. You know, take it as a challenge. Uh, experience something new. Don't be afraid to go to new places. Um, and let me know if you need any help. I mean, that's what I'm here to do. I'm also an ambassador for the for the uh, islands of the Bahamas. What, what does that mean? So that's basically um, uh, I work with the Ministry of Tourism, Investments, and Aviation, who's going to be on your show on Thursday. Okay. Uh, and there's a very select group of pilots in the United States uh, who the government looks uh, to to promote tourism in the general aviation market in the Bahamas. It's okay. my way of giving back. I don't get paid anything for it. Okay. Um, but you know, I make myself available as a as an expert in private flying in the islands and I'm, I'm here to help. So I get emails and phone calls all the time oh, from wow. people, you Good. know, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm planning my first flight. You know, what advice do you have? And I'm uh, always happy to chat with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's good to know. What's your telephone number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'm sure they have your website. What is your yes. website? Our website is premierflightsolutions.com. PremierFlightSolutions.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's great to have a resource for the Bahamas. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Thanks for yeah. being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. And this is Tweet Coleman. Until we tweet again, keep the blue side up always. We hope you've enjoyed today's Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies please visit our studio website to hear past programs.